Intimacy Advisor podcast is brought to you by Lover's Lane. Sign up for the Frequent Lover Loyalty Program and earn one point for every dollar you spend in-store or at loverslane.com, ambiance.com, or sexdrive.com. More Hello, and welcome to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah TomTom. And according to somebody somewhere, yesterday was National BDSM Day in the United States. So I love any opportunity to celebrate and talk about kink. So I thought this would be the perfect time to do just that. So let's talk about how, what is kink? How do you get into it? I think a lot of people associate kink with leather and pain and chains and really hardcore play, but the kink umbrella encompasses so much and mostly creative expressions of sexuality. Kink can really cover the gamut of any type of unconventional sexual expression. And the thing that's so interesting about it is it's unique to everyone. So something that might be kinky to me for some of the listeners out there, that just might be part of your sort of everyday homegrown, home-cooked sexuality practice. And the thing is, is you don't actually have to go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff to experience the world of kink. Think of it as a spectrum of different flavors and tastes. Some like to refer to non-kinky sex as vanilla sex. Some want a little hot fudge and whipped cream on their ice cream. Others want to go for like the full-blown banana split. This is what I think of, you know, the definition and limits of kink. It really is up to you. Just like the spectrum of ice cream flavors. There are other terms that you may associate with kink. BDSM, for instance, is another umbrella term. They essentially can be used interchangeably. BDSM arose out of the community, self-defining the practices as bondage and discipline, dominance and submission, sadomasochism. So sadism meaning receiving pleasure from inflicting pain, masochism, meaning receiving pleasure from receiving pain. And then the other thing that I like to introduce into the mix here is that there is a whole lot of sensual play that happens within this category of BDSM as well. And a lot of intentionality. You're playing with power dynamics and either unique or intense sensations as a way of getting closer to yourself, to your partners, and 
breaking out of any restrictive boxes as far as identities, sexual expression, etc., that feel boring or confining for you. Now, there's a sexologist named Petra Zebroff, and she did a study that identified five general erotic initiation styles, and they are provocative seduction. Uh, You might have an exhibitionist or voyeuristic tendency. If this is you, like you really like sexy photos or strip teases or you like performative elements in your play, kink might be something you would be interested in exploring. Sensual touch is another of the five erotic initiation styles. So that's physical touch, anything from sensual caresses to direct genital contact or more intense sensations like impact play, piercing, the tightness of bondage, this range of sensual touch is also something, a vocabulary that really gets expanded upon with BDSM play. Sex talk is one of the erotic initiation styles. And so this can be things like someone telling you what to do or hearing what somebody wants you to do to them. This gets into the category of dirty talk and role play. If sex talk and auditory stimulation is something that's really appealing to you, kink has a whole bunch of tools you can use for this kind of erotic initiation style. And then one of the others that, of course, comes up with kink play is power play. So Petra Zebroff identified that some people need that intentional power differential to really get their erotic juices flowing. And this is covered in the DS, Dominance and Submission, in the BDSM acronym. Now, there is one other term that comes up a lot in relationship to kink, and that is fetish play or fetishes. It acknowledges this kind of realm of erotic desire and pleasure that is outside of conventional expressions, and then is used to describe when someone's desire is really strongly linked to a particular type of play, a particular body part, a particular kind of fashion or shoes or things like leather or latex. Now, like I said, you don't have to make a huge investment in gear to get started. If you are curious about any of the things I've mentioned so far or Perhaps you have seen certain types of kinky erotic media that's out there, or you are drawn to a particular kind of play that you don't know a lot about. 
There are so many resources online. You can go to the intimacyadvisor.com blog. You can go to kinkacademy.com. There's a website called bdsmlist.com where it asks you a bunch of questions. I think it's in German, but you can get the site translated into English. It'll ask you a bunch of questions and you can fill out your favorite kinds of activities and it will help kind of pair you with the kinds of play you might be interested in. But generally speaking, the many flavors of kink fall into a few different categories. Role-playing, where you're exploring dominant and submissive roles. Dirty talk factors in here quite a bit. Uh, Restraints, so bondage, collars, cuffs, blindfolds, rope, sensation play. So just exploring with different types of sensory experiences. Temperature play like hot wax or ice. Using deprivation with things like gags or a blindfold or putting headphones into your ear can dampen those senses and heighten your other senses to create a really unique experience in the body and the mind. Impact play is a really common place where people start. Spanking, you don't need any gear for that, right? And it feels great. It sounds great. Lots of people have explored spanking who do not consider themselves to be kinky people, right? But this is a great introductory place to start if you're interested in exploring some of those more intense sensations. and Or perhaps you're even just someone who really wants to build up some skills, like you find it sexy to use your hands and be skilled at something, in which case learning how to flog or use a cane or use a whip. This is a skill set that requires a fair amount of practice but can be administered with great effect in a any kind of scene you want to engage in, whether it's a role play or um, play that is going to lead to sex. There are some safety concerns when it comes to BDSM play, and that is why it is essential that communication and also aftercare is a big part of your explorations when you get into kink. So you can look up things like yes, no, maybe lists online, which give you a range of activities that you might be interested in engaging in. And then you go through with a partner or partners and you negotiate the things that are on your yes list, the things that are a no, and those things in the middle that are maybes under certain circumstances, I would do this. Or only if I'm topping or the dominant in a scenario, am I open to this, etc. And the idea with negotiating your yes, no, maybe list is not that you're trying to move anyone's no's over to the yes category. The yes, no, maybe list is really about setting your parameters for play so that everyone can feel safe 
and so that there can be consistent consent throughout a scene. When you want to flow in a scene, some of the things that you need in order to do that is to have a great set of boundaries around the play that everybody is going to adhere to so that you can relax, particularly the submissive, can relax into the experience and trust that they are going to be safe. So negotiation is the tool that we use to set those parameters. You know, I we're open to impact play in this scene and spanking is okay, a paddle is okay, but I'm not open to getting into flogging or caning or those really intense sensations. In addition to negotiating the basics of what you're going to get into in your play, you also want to determine things like what kind of intensity are you going to explore those elements with? So take impact play, for example. If spanking is on the table, it's great before you get into the scene to really test the limits of the submissive's pain tolerance. You can do a test spank and say, this is in the mid-range of my intensity as the spanker. This is, I'm going to name this a five. Okay, how does that feel to you? And then your partner can say, you know, that really feels pretty light to me. I could take a lot more intensity than that. Or perhaps they're going to say, actually, you're getting close to my pain tolerance limit. So for me, that's not a five. It's more like an eight. Great. Now you know not only what you can explore, but how intensely you can explore it. You want to talk about things like, how long are we going to play for? What are going to be our safe words or safety cues that mean that we have an exit from the scene? So these can be things like green, yellow, red, like stoplights, and a dominant can use them throughout a scene. Do I still have the green light? And you know, your submissive can even just nod their head, give you a thumbs up or say yes. Uh, the submissive then also has the ability to say yellow or meaning we're hit, we're getting close to my limit or red. We have reached my limit. Everything needs to come to a pause. So a safety word is anything that, uh, is mutually agreed upon as a stopping point, a check-in point within the play. And it is helpful to use safe, to use words or cues that might not otherwise come up. So things like yes and no are not great safety cues because in a scene, you might be wanting to explore that power differential and perhaps that the best expression of that for that submissive within that scene uh, to really get at what taps into their fantasies is to communicate no, no, no. And that doesn't necessarily mean they want the scene to start. So picking a word thing like giraffe, or if you know that you're going to have your partner gagged, you want to make sure that you're picking a body language cue that they can use 
as their means of saying, we have hit my limits and we have to take a pause. That can be like you give them a ball to hold in their hand and if they drop it, the scene stops. Or if you have them turned around up against the wall, if they lift up their left leg and put it back down, you know, like stomp it, that means the scene's over. You know, you can pick a variety of things. And then aftercare is the other piece of kink play that is really essential to ensure that consent is incorporated and considered really at every level, meaning that you're negotiating beforehand to set the parameters for play and establishing what is allowed within your scene, that that is upheld throughout the scene with safety words and cues. And then it's also honored after the scene with practices that are about transitioning out of that space of that fantasy world, that space of amplified power differentials to transition each player back into the day-to-day aftercare routines include things like, you know, having a warm cup of tea after being in a submissive role or gummy bears, or someone may want to take a nap or have you cuddle them for an hour or have you leave and call them the next day. And you don't necessarily want to do any kind of debrief or, uh, communication that is analyzing the play right after a scene, but you definitely want to make sure that after you're engaging in this kind of play, that at some point you're circling back and talking about how was that for you and figuring out where the adjustments or the expansions can happen for the future, because this is a very expansive and Uh, flowy and creative kind of play that you definitely want to build on. And what happens over time with playing is that you might have opportunities to revisit some of those parameters that you've set through your negotiations and say, hey, I think I'm interested in exploring this new thing now, or those things that are on the maybe list, I really want to, to revisit some of those. Now, this was a very quick overview of some of the basics in terms of terminology you need to know and how you can negotiate a scene. I certainly encourage folks, if there is a certain kind of play that you want to explore, do more research, whether it's bondage or impact play, or perhaps, you know, you really have some elaborate role play scenarios that you are excited to dive into. There are tons of resources out there and kink play can be as involved or as simple as you want it to be. You can just start peppering it into the play that you're already really loving and engaging in by adding new sensory elements or adding dirty talk into the mix and gradually you layer more and more elements in. Or you can dive, you know, face, hands, feet, whole spirit first into 
training around becoming an expert at flogging or becoming trained in shibari rope bondage. But for folks who don't know where to start, there are, I'm going to throw a few sensory scenarios that may spark your curiosity and give you, you know, a jumping off point. I talked about sensation play earlier. So let me give you a temperature scenario that you could explore to see how your body responds to it and if it gets you into a erotic headspace. So you can run yourself a warm or hot bath and get anything in your house that you already have, whether it is Um, some long stem roses or a feather, or perhaps you have a really soft, fuzzy, uh, stuffy, right? And like run it along the bottoms of your feet, behind your knees, up your thighs, over your stomach, up your neck as the bath fills up. Just all of these really sensitive parts of the body applies some really gentle caressing sensations. If you have long nails, you could use that too. And have make yourself a cold beverage, perhaps even some frozen fruit and have it on hand. And once you get into the bath, explore taking sips of that cold beverage, holding the frozen fruit in your mouth. Perhaps you run some ice cubes or the frozen fruit along your body. Uh, You could place an ice pack on your forehead or your neck and squeeze, caress, whatever other kinds of sensations feel good while you're exploring these conflicting temperature sensations. And when you get out of the bath, just notice what kind of state your body is in. Perhaps you get very relaxed, but you may find that you feel very awake and alive, in which case things like incorporating ice cubes into play or getting a toy that is metal that you can put in the freezer and use for solo play or during sex. You can incorporate candles and drip hot wax or get a massage candle that burns at a lower temperature. You can then include uh, incorporate a blindfold into this kind of temperature play and build from there. If impact play is something that piques your interest, you can start with a dedicated spanking, either with yourself or with a, it's obviously easier to explore with a partner, but you can definitely include spanking with things like paddles into your solo play as well. Exploring the full range of sensations with your hand is fantastic. You will see 
that the way a cupped hand versus a flat hand feels is very different. And the same goes for paddles. A paddle that is stiff is going to land and feel not only feel different, but also sound different than one that has a little bit of give to it. And if you can try exploring all of these different sensations on lots of the different sensitive parts of the body. So the inner thighs, the really meaty part of the ass cheeks, that upper thigh, upper back thigh spot where the thighs and the ass meet and explore cupped hand versus flat hand, the tips of your fingers versus your full hand, you'll start getting lots of really good information to how your or your partner's body responds to impact. What are the juicy spots? Are there ways to intensify that experience by changing up pacing or after the spanking, run nails along those really sensitive parts of the skin and see how your partner responds to it. Or take that candle from your temperature play exploration and drip hot wax over your partner's body to see how that awakens the nerve endings. Pain and pleasure, they are in conversation with each other. So that as you create these endorphins in the body, sensitivity, alertness, uh, presence, all increase. Okay, one more fun scenario to explore is getting into, you know, a full blown sensation overload. Get a great blindfold. There are blindfolds that are either cupped or have a small piece of fabric there. So truly you can't see out of it. It really enhances the experience to get a blackout blindfold. Put earbuds and put a sexy playlist on. Turn it up really loud and just explore an array of sensations. So these can be using nails for both tickling caresses or as if they are sharp claws. Alternate between spanks, squeezes, and nipple licks. Focus on nerve-rich areas like the neck, the back of the knees, the inside of the elbow, the ass cheeks, where the belly and the groin meet and leave no area of the body untouched. Just create a delicious combination of pleasure and pain. Going between the two creates a sensory overload. This does not even necessarily require very much gear. But if you do want to start with some basics for bondage, bondage tape is my number one go-to for versatility. It is not very expensive. It sticks to itself. 
you just want to make sure that you've always got safety scissors around when you're playing with bondage tape or rope or anything that will not, you know, that isn't like a Velcro cuff. And even just incorporating bondage tape into other kinds of play that you're into, a blowjob, tie your partner down, see how that changes the power dynamic. This is a way to start lightly exploring those dynamics. How does it feel to be restrained? What does it change for the giver and the receiver when you add this power differential in that bondage makes so easily accessible? I mentioned drip candles for hot wax. Really easy thing to have around. It can be a little messy for cleanup. And so if that's a concern for you, then a nice massage candle that turns into massage oil might be a better option. But in a scenario where, say, you have a blindfold on, introducing a hot wax or oil, you know, dripped over sensitive parts of the body can be intense and unexpected and it really awakens your system to be prepared for what is next and if what is next is that you are building up to really orgasmic uh, explorations with a partner all of that gets enhanced with things like spanking temperature play restraint just really changes the dynamic. And along those same lines, nipple clamps are really popular and can be a nice way to create a little bit of intensity. And a lot of people think of nipple clamps as um, being used exclusively for putting them on, you know, maybe tugging on them a little bit and creating some intense sensations and some pain sensations with the nipples. The really cool thing about nipple clamps is actually when you take them off, all of the blood rushes to that area and increases sensitivity. So if nipple play is something that you are interested in, nipple clamps can be really fun for teasing and building up to that more intense sensation once you take the nipple clamps off. When looking into blindfolds, like I said, get a no peak or a blackout blindfold. It's going to be much more effective than, you know, those little silk blindfolds that you can actually kind of see through on the bottom. I love finger forks for creating unexpected sensations really in any kind of play. It attaches onto your finger and has a little prickly wheel at the end. And while you can inflict sort of painful sensations with finger forks by pressing them into the body, you can also create lots of tickly sensations. So the idea here is that you're enhancing the body's receptivity to stimulation. And then last but not least, if I only had one thing in my kit, it would probably be a paddle, especially for beginners. I recommend getting a paddle that has a soft plushy side on one side and then a firm 
you know, leather or vegan leather <clears throat> option on the other side. Because while your hands can deliver lots of different juicy sensations, a paddle can create a thuddiness that perhaps, unless you have really big, heavy hands, you can't quite accomplish. And then the soft, plushy side is the bit that you use to take breaks and caress over that sensitive skin that you have through your spanking really intensified the sensitivity of your partner's ass or thighs. And as far as safety goes, definitely look into any kind of play that you are going to engage in before you try it out. But when it comes to spanking, you really want to look up the anatomy of spanking chart so that you can see where the safety zone starts and ends. Anything over the ass where you're getting into the area of like the kidneys and the bottom of the spine these are not parts of the body that you want to be applying impact to. Not only does it not feel good, it can potentially be dangerous depending on how much impact you are exploring. And another thing to know is that not everybody's skin gets red as it gets raw and sensitive. So each partner really has to do determine that for themselves of what the cues are for um, reaching the limits of a spanking, but things like having soft plushy materials around and changing up pacing are really great ways to be able to continue spanking for a long time. Okay, I know I have covered a lot and there is so much more that we could talk about, but hopefully if you are just getting into kink. You've got some ideas now of some different ways that you can begin to explore BDSM. And just remember, it's best to just start out slowly for the sake of safety, for the sake of discovering what you like, for the sake of your wallet, you know, slowly building out your kit. And over time, you know, then how to get into some of the more advanced practices or to level up your implements. So happy BDSM day to you all, or I should say belated BDSM day since it was yesterday. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us at intimacyadvisor.com. All of the products I mentioned are available the links are in the show notes and also available at loverslane.com. Until next time. Intimacy Advisor Podcast is brought to you by Lovers Lane. Sign up for the Frequent Lover Loyalty Program and earn one point for every dollar you spend in store or at loverslane.com, ambiance.com, or sexdrive.com. Visit a Lover's Lane location or loverslane.com to learn more.
intimacy.